Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Habakkuk 3, 17. Habakkuk. How do you pronounce that book? Now, the reason most people don't praise God is the reason they don't see fruit. If it's that easy, everybody will be praising God. It's easy to praise him when you have a testimony. We are talking about praising him to get a testimony. Praising him because you know he can do it. There are two different things. Not that I got healed. Praise the Lord. I'm praising him. Mm. That you are having pains and you are able to switch not just from praying for healing to praising him that is my healer. That is a big job. But when you understand it, you will do it. Look at this. It says, though the fig tree may not blossom, like business is not moving, nothing is working. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. <laughs> though the labor of the olive may fail, you are laboring, taking steps, but nothing is showing up. And the fields yield not some food, no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. <laughs> Verse 18. Yet, this is Isaiah 54 1 to 5 in principle. Like a barren business. Barren ministry, barren life. Say, yet, I will what? Rejoice is plenty joy. Joy one, three joy is joyce. Plural of joy, rejoice. Okay? Yet, I will, that means I will sing again and again. Praise again and again. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my son. This is where many miss it. If it was, ah, yet I will pray. We like that. Yet I will cry and fast. We like that. But yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy like, like, like everything is fine. Or I'm persuaded that he's able to change it. Now look at verse 19. The Lord God is what? My strength. One of the things that joy brings is strength. But Nehemiah says the joy of the Lord is your strength. In, I think Nehemiah 2, 8 or so. Now, the Lord God is my strength. Oh, look at this. He will make my feet. Like what? You know, dear, like antelope. They're not slow. So it's that praises that now gives you speed. The same way when maybe the ant prays to me. Help us, hear me. You are taller than us. You are bigger than us. Don't you love us again? And then I pick the thing. I can't carry the hand himself with the thing he's carrying. And then place him. No stress. The Lord will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me walk upon what? Oh, one place. One verse says, on, my, on, my, on my high places. That's enthronement. So the chief musician with my string instrument. So the, 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 what changed the equation was the rejoicing. So all our praise efforts, uh, the midnight encounter, don't, don't miss it. 
especially as we get into the month of May, and the ones you are doing privately, don't stop it. Just keep praising him. Just keep praising him. Uh, Psalm 16 verse 11 is very key when you are praising him. God will now, either his power is released into the situation, if there's a darkness or a satanic attack, or if there are things that you need to do, things you need to change, in the midst of praises, the ideas will come to you. The direction will come to you. It doesn't give you direction when you are murmuring and complaining. If there are steps to take, maybe you are crossing over the foot of the womb, say, okay, go and do IVF or go and do this. Whatever. For, your, for yourself, your own customized direction will come to you. Look at this verse. It says, he will, you will show me what? What? The path of life. That's a path. That life there, path of success, path of greatness, path of fruitfulness. You will show me in your presence, in its fullness of... And that, so that showing is in his presence. But you can't have his presence without praises. So I'm not saying you don't have steps to take in your business that will change it. I'm not saying you don't have things to do to help your marriage. But many don't know. So it's in his presence, he will show you this is what you're going to do next. You capture direction in his presence. We must believe in the unlimitedness of God. We must, we must praise him even after we have prayed. If you pray, you must praise to see answers. But when you don't even pray and you have faith, if you praise, you will get answers. Do you, get, do you get it? When you pray, Holy Ghost fire prayers. You won't see answers until you praise him. But when you have faith in God, and instead of praying, you begin to thank him and praise him, you get answers. So whichever way, praise is an everlasting constant in the equation of receiving from God. Very, very important. And then the other thing that helps overflow, it's giving. I've practiced that in my life. Our church have done that severally. It's giving. Overflow. You can't see overflow without giving. I realize that when God wants to multiply, he's always looking for a point of contact. Even he, God, had to plant who? Jesus, he died. You know that time he just uh, he, he went to the world. He was doing miracles. He died. He's planting. He told Abraham, I will make of you a what? A great nation. What did he do? He collected Isaac from him. That was a point of contact. And for some of us, we are doing the praises. We are good with prayers. But we are not good with givings. And you're, 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 some of you here are supposed to have bought your house since. But some things you kept back, kept you renting. Kept you where you are because you overplanned God. You will not be looking uh, morose in the midst of your colleagues in Jesus' name. The blessings of God is far beyond what you can put together. Thank God for savings. I, I teach savings. But except God blesses you, there are some realms you struggle to enter into. We, we have the classic example of the five loaves of bread. Now I understand why Jesus was asking, what do you have is not that uh, I'm the almighty God, I want to do overflow. You now lift up, you know, and say, Lord, rain down bread. No, there has to be a point of contact. And then they called, they said, There's a young boy that has five loaves of bread and, uh, and two fish. He said, Bring it, bring it to me. That was the point of contact. That was 
the point of contact. And he prayed over it. And then that multiplied. And they had 12 baskets left. Given. Especially kingdom advancement given. Look, chapter 5. You know, Anna did an upfront seed. You remember? She had no child. So she said, okay, if you give me that one, I will sow it. She had how many kids left? Extra. Five or so. Also. A woman that was barren, that was being mocked. That is from nothing to overflow. She gave, and she gave Samuel. Samuel was in the temple all his of his life. In your business, in your career, there has to be massive givings for kingdom advancement. Look at uh, Luke chapter 5 verse 1. The timer is not timing me. I'm enjoying the Holy Ghost. Just enter the second service like that. Luke 5 1. <laughs> Now look at this. The Holy Ghost will open your eyes. So it was. As the multitude pressed about him. To hear the word of God. That he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. He stood by the lake. He stood. They were pressing him. And saw two boats. Standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them. And they were washing their nets. Then he got into what? One of the boats. Not the two. One. Which was Simon's. And asked him to put a little from the land. And he sat down. Uh, and taught the multitudes from where? That is kingdom. Like microphone, uh, you know, chairs. He taught from his boat. Next verse. When he had stopped speaking, he said to who? The man that he used his boat. Now that I've used your boat. At this time, none of us knew that the guy was struggling in business. We didn't know. He just, he just, uh, Jesus Christ said, guy, I want to preach from your boat. Uh, can you allow me? And he preached like as a point of contact. He stood on it and ministered. After he ministered, he now said, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural, for a catch. Verse 5. <laughs> now this was where we knew that there was a problem. <laughs> but Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night. And what? Caught nothing. Not that we small. Nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let, I will let down the net. Singular. You know, experience. The master said, let down the nets. Diversify. Do this. Ah, mm, I didn't catch anything, but let me just try one net. Verse 6. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now verse 6, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. That's overflow. From someone that caught nothing, their net began to break. Verse, verse 7, so they signaled to their partners 
in the other boat that Jesus did not use. <laughs> Come and help me. Oh, I need to open a branch in Abuja of our business. We need to extend to London. We have so many products. We have so many. We need more staff. You know, come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But who owns the fish? It's Peter. You can give him something for this boat. But that fish belongs to Peter. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, hey, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful. You will see overflow. I can hear you. Amen. When Peter saw it, I mean, you are not here. I caught nothing. And now you just asked me to use my boat, which is okay. I just, you just used my boat. After using my boat, you now say I should go back. Something has entered your business afresh. It's the power of overflow. And then now, I have other partners even to carry the, ah, you're a dangerous man. That is kingdom advancement. It leads to overflow. I, I was sent somewhere. I said, most likely, Peter will determine the, the cost of fish in the market that day. At least for that day. Or for two days. Whatever price they put on it. Because it's scarce. And only him had like two boats. You will see net breaking. Boat sinking breakthroughs in the name of Jesus Christ. Today, I, I, I told our team, we're, we're going to give for chairs. We want to buy chairs. They've been asking me for that since. We used to rent chairs um, for many, many, many months since last year. Uh, can I have the video of the Covenant Night, uh, that video of the Covenant Night on screen? So when God began to show me this, I said, okay, let's use this as a point of contact and buy chairs. Can you see the white chairs? Those white chairs are rented every time. I said, no. We can't be renting chairs every time and people are sitting on these um, royal chairs and some have to sit on that. Um, I said, okay, let's, let, I just felt uh, you know, led by the Holy Ghost that we should buy banquet chairs between now and the end of May. Now, each of the chairs cost, I think, uh, 10,000 naira because of the escalation of uh, prices. So I, I want you to just use it as a point of contact. Either you are buying one, you can buy two-legged chair. It's okay. You can buy half, you can buy 10, you can buy 50, you can buy 100, you can buy 1,000. We have so many places. I mean, on last week's Easter Sunday was too much hair. God just filled the place up as, as, as usual. I, I want people to just do that. I say, Lord, I, I, I just want this as a seed. And as anyone on earth sits on it, you understand, and hears the word and gets blessed, it affects your destiny. Some of us can buy 10. Some can buy just one. No problem. In fact, there are some people in church already. I'm so excited. They come to, they bought their own chair to church. Before now, they just bought it and brought it to church. Some bought two without us asking. I want the renting to stop. Those plastic chairs, I don't like the way they look. It's not excellent. It's not enthronement-like. So I'm going to be doing this at the end uh, of the service, just as a point of contact. Now, let's, let's close from Psalms. 103 verse 5. Psalms 103 verse 5. We're going to spend time talking to God. We've been praising God and we'll keep praising Him. He says, who satisfies 
your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. When you eat, you eat from a table most of the time or a platform like a table, even if it's a stool. And the Holy Spirit showed me this many, many months ago. I said, this is not just literally uh, the, the physical eating. He said, the communion table is a table of healing. He says, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth, for your youth to be renewed, that means sickness must die. Disease must give way. Whatever will tamper with your well-being will be swallowed up in victory in the name of Jesus Christ. And as I was preparing for this service, I see people get healed. I say, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, of things you know, and many things you do not know, but your youth will be renewed. Your health will be renewed. Your organs will be renewed. Your flesh will be renewed in the name of Jesus Christ. And then Psalms 23 verse 5, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies that means on that table there is healing on that table there is overflow on that table there is anything that is in God's word that you desire and God brought you here for a purpose we're going to be having a communion I'd like you to pray and then Isaiah 10 27 Isaiah 10 verse 27 Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 10, in that day, the yoke shall be taken from off your shoulders. It shall come to pass in that day. Today is that day in the name of Jesus Christ. That his burden will be taken away from your shoulder as the anointing comes on your head. Anything on your life that God did not place there, it will be taken off in the name of Jesus Christ. I can hear you louder. Amen. Anything, any burden, any, whatever it is, if it's a financial burden, God will make a way out. If it is a physical burden, God will heal you in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be what? Destroyed because of the anointing oil. Even KJV says, uh, this verse says anointing oil. Whatever yoke. Now, what is a yoke? Something that is not making you free. Free to rejoice. Curses are yokes. Stagnation is a yoke. Those things that hold people on their necks. And they cannot move freely. They cannot fulfill God's agenda for their destiny. They are broken today. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.